Default, we don't want to come near. But we thank you, Father, for the love which, which you loved us, for the mercy which you've provided for us to come closer. We say, be thou exalted, our Father. Father, we pray, Lord Jesus, that as, as we come before you tonight, Lord, that that which you have decided to rot in us, Father, you will establish in the name of Jesus, that that all that you've decided to to bring forth, to fountain out of our heart, we find mercy. Oh Lord, by Amen. mercy tonight, we find expression in the name of Jesus. For that which you are to install in us tonight, Father, we pray that there will be no restraint, there will be no uh, hindrances to the installation of your grace tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that you would Help us, Father, to move into mercy, mercy tonight. Mercy, abundant Amen. mercy, for to find grace, for help tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. Lord, that tonight you would help our heart to be baptized in the provision of the of the life which you've brought tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we come before you in all meekness of heart. Lord, that tonight mercy will speak for us in the name of Jesus. Lord, that tonight we will come into all, all of all of your blessings in the name of Jesus. That we will not we will not come short of your blessings tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, for freedom in the spirit to receive and to pull all that you have down into our heart, that it be mixed with faith in our heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the mercy of your faith, that every word that will be spoken tonight, Lord, that it will be laced with mercy, it will be laced with grace for help. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We exalt your holy name. Thank you, our Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we just appreciate you. Jesus, we can't just thank you enough. So, Father, we say thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. Give you all the praise. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
let's just stick around. I said, can you just take a moment to just say hi to your neighbor? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sorry I might uh, be taking a little bit of uh, hot tea. For some reason, my voice, amen, has, has been apprehended. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, how many of us are happy to be here tonight? Can you just give Jesus thanks? Thank you, Jesus. Say, I appreciate you, Father. Amen. Amen. Good to, to see our, our, our. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are just going to stay with Daddy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. amen. Uh, amen. Tonight, uh, I'm going to stand again. Uh, I feel like standing. I feel that I should just stand. Amen. amen. So I'm going to put this by the side. Amen. amen. Perhaps I might get used to, to standing for a bit. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, just before we go into the word, I just... I uh, want us to just just to remind us of the of the teaching series that is coming up in uh, November. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ceci will be coming to to bless us. And I'm sure it's going to be. Amen. Yes, it's going to be excited. Amen. I'm sure we'll be blessed greatly. It's going to be a time, a beautiful time in the spirit, and I'm trusting God that. Uh, after this teaching series, we find flexibility in the spirit. We find grace in the spirit Amen. to journey more and more into the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So uh, that being said, we also start looking at uh, praying towards the meeting. And uh, I will see how it will work out, but hopefully we can start next week. And then we'll have time to space it out because we are starting about three weeks early. So next week then, some, sometime the week after. And then possibly maybe one or two times before the teaching series. Amen. Amen. But we'll send out the details later. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Father, we exalt your holy name. Uh, let me just quickly pray before we go into the word. Father, Lord Jesus, I come before you tonight by mercy. Father, I come under your spirit in total submission to you. Lord, in total submission to all that you have designed and all that you have designed even as authority over me. Father, I come under all this, all your servants which you've placed over me. Lord, I come in meekness of heart tonight and I submit myself uh, to your spirit. 
to your utterance, to your giving of life. I submit totally, Lord, that your people might be blessed tonight. Lord, not that any of mine own things will come forth, but it will all be you. All that you have to say to move us in the spirit. Enda, enda, sema, elda, 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 senda, elda, senda, emi senda, kafina, elsa, hey, imsa, imsa, naha, tenf, mahanda, kaiferenem, enta, emisa, ensa, ensa, ansa, insa, ansa, ansa, insa, ansa, isi, ansa, harana, senfa, Erna sa, ensa, ensa ma senza, ensa ma senza, ensa ma senza, ema senza, ema senza ma, ema senza, ema vena moshita, ema sana vaka ema senza. Thank you, Father. I give you all the praise. Ema sita vana moshita, dirima hara moshita, vede moshita, epra nama. Father, for the help that you've sent for your people. Thank you, Father, for the help for your people. 
because it's it's for your people. For that Maharu Koi Misken, I pray, Father, that you will help my heart to yield totally. And my heart will yield totally to your will. Help me. Thank you, Father, for your spirit which you've provided. Thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, our Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this great help. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm just trusting God tonight that the Lord would help us ascend as the heaven as heaven has, has spoken. Amen. Amen. I'll just yield my heart and uh, can we open to the book of Galatians chapter three? Um, that is where we were talking from on Saturday. I think let me let me be a good route again. Amen. Um, there's something that the Lord is saying in my heart. I'm just looking for mercy and grace to be able to save them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I read Galatians chapter 3 and I read from verse, verse 1. Uh, it says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, the verse we're reading is verse 3. It says, Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the things uh, that I want us to see here uh, is two things. And I'm just trusting God for movement. What there, there, is, there is a direction in my heart that I just pray that God would give me help. Amen. Um, so in this, uh, it says, Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect? In the flesh. Amen. One of the things that we see that the Lord has been saying to us over the course of uh, the year really is the, the need for movement into the spirit. Right? For life in the spirit. Amen. And maybe, maybe it's not, it may not be that obvious yet great, but uh, even if it's not, it is now. That the Lord wants us to what to move into to life in the spirit, Amen. Amen. Now, why why is that important? It's important to move into life in the spirit because that is where the journey ends, Amen. 
uh, we have many journeys in the spirit. But when you look at it really, uh, every journey ends somewhere. It's in the spirit. What do I mean by that? Uh, is that for us to, to receive all that we have of God, we must move into the spirit. Because if we don't move into the spirit, we can't receive all of God. Now, because God is not just knowledge, right? God is spirit. Amen. God is not just what? It's not just knowledge. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, there is no way you would come to God or you would interact with God and you would be anything less than the spirit. Amen. Amen. You would have nothing less than spirit. Right? That is where all ends. Every line, so every precept ends in a line. Right? Meaning every, all of the learnings, knowledge, do it this way, do it that way. Uh, this, is the, this is the knowledge of Jesus that we found in scripture. All those things, that's where it's leading to. It's not just talking about just having knowledge mentally, being able to arrange scripture. But what they are really talking about is converting everything that we are hearing and learning of God, converting that into spirit or turning um, precept to spirit or lines. Or let me use the word ways. Amen. Now, the Lord has ways. God has ways. And the truth of the matter is that that way is hidden from men. Men can't just approach those ways. It's impossible to approach it. Amen. Amen. But the Lord has said clearly that we have to move into life in the spirit. So there's a way the Lord designed it such that the first that we encounter are first what we hear. First, that which our brain and our mind can capture. But God is way, way above brain and minds. God is not just about educating the intellect of men. Now, the thing about intellect is that we don't know how, how powerful intellect is. The truth of the matter is, intellect is not just, this guy is smart, that lady is smart, right? Intellect Actually, is spirit in a way. Intellect is actually a way in the spirit. Meaning that it's possible to have spirit poured on intellect, but it's not, it is not the wisdom or the intellect or the sense that God gives. Sometimes it can look like the sense that God gives because so the way it comes is almost like it's the same way the things of the Lord comes, right? And it feels that way because it's just spirit. So God is beyond intellect. What the Lord wants to awaken is to awaken us beyond the, the, the realms of the intellect, 
of the mind. We want to move beyond that. To move into a new world, right? Whereby you don't know what is there. Amen. They teach you what is there. Amen. To move into the world of the spirit, there's a, there's a position and a posture that hearts must have. Is that hearts must be willing to know what they don't know. Right? What does that mean? It means that there's a heart posture of training that has to take place in the spirit. To learn spirit, it is training. I think we mentioned a little bit of that on Saturday. To learn spirit, it is training. Full training. You know, it's a kind of training that you take <clears throat> that you don't know how the course of the training will go. No matter how mighty the soul might be in scripture, they don't arrange, they don't arrange training around the, 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 the might of the mind or, or knowledges in the spirit that we have. They move us from that into a different zone. A different zone that you don't know. You don't know, you can't know it because if you know it, you would have had it. Yeah. Amen. But it is clear that it's a training that must happen at some point in the life of every believer. So the intent of God really, really is to bless everyone with spirit. True blessing is actually the receiving of spirit. That's what true blessing is. Amen. Amen. And, the, and it's clear the Lord wants to bless us with that. Even in this season, the Lord is putting a lot of emphasis on that. Amen. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Now, just reading that this Galatians chapter 3 here, he says, this only would I learn. You receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So that's the way to receive the spirit. He says, are ye, are ye so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. Amen. And like I was saying, beginning in the spirit on Saturday is it's not just uh, now I'm born again, all of a sudden I've begun in the spirit. And the question we should have ask really is having begun what? Having begun in the spirit. Okay, so you begin in the spirit. What did you begin in the spirit? It's a journey. Every soul that begins, begins something. It's not just begins. Okay, what did you begin? It's the beginning of a, of a new thing. It's a new thing that they are training a believer at this point. So having begun in the spirit, are ye now what made perfect in the flesh? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the thing about this is that the flesh is, is a warrior against spirit. Now, that's the thing. The flesh is what? Is a warrior against spirit. Now, the flesh initially, right, was not even designed to war against spirit. It wasn't. In short, flesh, flesh was, a, was a neutral ground, right? like daddy taught us during convention, that flesh really is not, is not bad initially. So when we're talking about flesh, we should actually 
qualify, define what kind of flesh we're talking about. Because Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh, but he did not have sinful flesh. Amen. But it's the, it's the flesh is of the same make. Amen. The material, what you call flesh, the material that they used to make it is the same. But the content is different. Amen. So you have flesh, which is really part of man. Where you have, where you have flesh is in men. You don't have flesh outside men. Where flesh is really is in men. Amen. Men are the carrier of flesh material. They, they carry it. Right? Is a, is a, flesh is a kind of material. When you're talking about flesh, it's not just about your outward body alone. Right? So flesh is not just outward body. When you talk about flesh, is a material of the soul. It's a, it's a make of the soul. It's what soul can wear. Amen. So flesh is, is a kind of a covering over the soul. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that the, 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 what we call flesh is really something that was meant for good. Amen. It's meant to be a, a world that they can move into and write things in there. No flesh can be spirit. Amen. Flesh can be spirit. Flesh can carry spirit. It's possible for flesh to carry spirit. Amen. Just like Jesus came into the flesh. Right? Jesus came into the flesh. When he landed in the flesh, he took flesh and used it the way it was intended to be used. Like that it mentioned, right, that when Jesus came, he came to, to tell Satan, say, sorry, Satan. You, only you can't have access to flesh. Take it, use it for the original purpose. And, and it's, God is telling Satan, say, Satan, you won't have dominion over flesh. There's an answer. Yeah. See, whatever, whatever flesh has been written, right, this kind of flesh that Jesus have would have an answer to that. Amen. So, really, he came, took flesh, cleaned it up, and then elevated it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But the thing that Satan has done, but that's, that's Jesus' answer. Answer to flesh. Amen. Amen. That's Jesus' answer to flesh. Praise the Lord. Jesus has an answer. There's an answer in Jesus to flesh. What the Lord wants really is flesh. Now, the flesh I'm talking about is the flesh that Satan has taken. I mean, now, the thing about flesh is that really flesh is an uncertain world. Now, now flesh is not, it's not a territory for any man. It's not a territory for anybody can rewrite flesh. But it's a world of uncertainty. Why? Because Satan has moved into flesh. 
Satan made the word of flesh very uncertain. Amen. So like I was saying, when Jesus came, right? Like when Jesus came, you'd be wondering, oh, Jesus is God, he can just... He also has to navigate through flesh. That the courses that Satan has written in, the, in flesh, he also has to navigate through that. Amen. Because Satan has, the wicked, the wicked Satan has moved into flesh, rewrote the codes in flesh, changed it, make it so uncertain, such that when Jesus came, it's even possible for Jesus not to overcome flesh. Amen. Now, when you talk about flesh again, like I said, you have to talk about men. Amen. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, flesh is a world of us, a lot of uncertainty in the spirit. Why? Because of different, different things that are laced in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Now, where Satan put a lot of stumbling block is in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Because if, if, if he didn't do that, then it would have been easy for souls to move out of flesh and then move in to the spirit. Amen. Amen. Moving out of flesh and moving into the spirit is, is difficult. It, it wasn't meant to be so. Jesus, Jesus made, made it clear that it's possible to actually move out of flesh. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, the flesh, right, that Satan moved into, Satan rewrote the codes. He changed the, the ways. He's, he put, put ways, laced flesh with all kinds of ways. Amen. Amen. That Jesus had to come to like, and, and then navigate through, move out of, and then create a way out of flesh. Wow. Amen. It's because of Jesus that souls can come out of flesh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It says, having begun in the spirit, are you not made perfect in the flesh? How can you be made perfect in the flesh? It's not possible for you to be made perfect for something you were taken out of. Amen. Amen. How can you be taken out of sin and then expect sin for perfection. It's not possible. Amen. Amen. It's not possible to take, for example, right? The scripture says, Amen. Amen. Hmm. There's a thought in my head. The scripture I'm using, I'm trying to just Align it properly. Amen. Amen. Like I was saying, I'll, I'll quote the scripture again. It there is, it's not possible for you to take flesh and expect to perfect spirit in flesh. It's not possible. Amen. Amen. Now, part of what Paul was dealing with in Galatians is the issue of drawing back. Amen. Amen. Why? Because they have moved. Really, before I started talking to them in chapter 3, that all oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Right? The main reason is started talking to them is that they were actually in Christ. 
according to chapter 1, I'll read it clearly. It says in chapter 1 here, <coughs> verse 22 uh, to 23, it says, And was unknown by faith unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. Right? But let me see, it's verse 21. Afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria. That's Paul. Right? And Cilicia. And was known by faith unto the churches of Judea. So meaning that the churches of Judea came to know Paul by faith. Right? Churches of Judea. But this church of Judea which were in Christ. So it's clear that this church, they have actually begun a journey in the spirit. Amen. Now to begin what a journey in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm just waiting for direction. Amen. Uh, it's clear that they have started in the spirit clearly by what is saying in chapter one here, and then we we'll take to go to chapter three. We see that if they are in Christ, then clearly they have started a journey. Amen. Amen. Now, if they have started a journey, a journey out of what? A journey to where? Now, the journey, like I was saying, like they, they began. So, they began a journey. Is the journey out of flesh. The kind of flesh that Satan has written on. Amen. Now, the world of flesh is a world of all kinds of iniquity. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the thing about flesh is that flesh, right, has degrees in the spirit. Flesh can be grass. That's a kind of life that flesh has. Flesh can also be dust. But it's still flesh. So one good thing about flesh is that it can be upgraded. Flesh can be what? Can be upgraded. Flesh can change state. It can change form. Amen. Is that not a good news? It's a good news. <coughs> Amen. Flesh can change. Can change state. It can change form. In short, that's part of the course that Jesus came to show. Is how to is how to change flesh. Amen. Amen. What you call flesh, right? Is a kind of wisdom. The, the flesh that Satan has walked on is a kind of wisdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. What you call flesh is a kind of wisdom. Is a kind of wisdom. Now, this God, God, God is helping us to see something here. Is, is God wants us to see this flesh thing. Amen. Amen. I want us to discern flesh. Flesh is a wisdom. Praise the Lord. Flesh is a what? Is a wisdom. A wisdom that Satan has given to man. When you're looking at flesh, right? 
You may look, you may look at, uh, I just don't know, I just like backbiting. I just don't know, I just, just like speaking evil. Right? I just, I just, I don't know, I just can't help, I just like thinking, thinking evil about my brethren. But it's not just there. Now, it's true, you've identified something. But when you look at it, it's not just about that, you know, it's a wisdom. That's why they lock the nature in. The wisdom. Amen. When we're talking about flesh as something that we want to remove. I know most of what I'm saying, one of us, we are all dealing with flesh. Amen. Amen. One way or the other. We are unless we don't, unless all of us say that, oh, we are we are awesome now. We have nothing. In short, when you look at my DNA, you won't find anything there. Lies. Amen. Amen. If we have not, nothing called flesh, then we should look like Jesus right now. Yes, We're not even talking about God. We should just look like Jesus. Wow. Amen. Amen. We should just look like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, flesh, flesh is... A, like I said, it's a kind of garment, right? With wisdom. It's a, it's a garment sewn with cunning works. Amen? It's sewn with cunning works. Such that it's difficult, so difficult to discern. One of the things that I was listening to Pastor Ceci, one of, I think it was two days ago, and he was talking about flesh, but really he was talking about spirit. And then he talked about mammon is a spirit that Satan has, has taken and given for men. That's so, given for men to train men. Satan is the master, right? <laughs> he gave men mammon to serve. He's a, he's a material of tying men to flesh too. <laughs> Amen. All these things called degrees of flesh. Now, when I say degrees of flesh, that another thing that we should see also is that if the flesh has degrees, then it's possible for us to have degrees of flesh within. Amen. We can have what? Degrees of flesh within. There's a flesh that is grass. And there's a flesh that is dust. Amen. Flesh was not initially grass, right? And flesh was not initially dust. For you to get to dust, you must first be grass before you become dust. Dust is a is a when you when you are when you are, when you are talking about dust is a is a deadly sense of infirmity. Amen. When I say all flesh is grass, let's go to. Let's go to the book of 1 Peter chapter, chapter, is it 2 or 1? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I will bless our thought tonight. There's a place I'm going to and I pray that the Lord will give me grace 
Uh, Ephesians, okay. I'm going to First Peter, right? So, First Peter, chapter, chapter one, verse twenty-three, I read to twenty-four. So, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So, for all flesh is as grass. You see, for all flesh is as grass. Now, I like this statement: is as grass. Meaning that when you look at flesh, in itself, in itself is not exactly grass, but can be as grass. If, if flesh is used in its original state, its original form, when I say original, I'm talking about in, his, in a, in a glory, let me say, not just a glory, in a good state. If flesh is used goodly, it is possible for souls to move out of flesh, right, and turn to what the scripture calls rock. When flesh is changing, right, the, the, in short, what the, Lord, what the Lord does is it takes souls, no matter where they are from, whether grass or dust, it, then it changes them. The, there's a goal he has in mind. The goal he has in mind is to make all flesh to be rock. Amen. Amen. The, that's, the world of grass and dust is the world of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. What do I mean by that? It means the Holy Ghost has the wisdom to take grasses and dust to spirit or to rock or to make it solid. Actually, grass is a, is a kind of infirmity. Amen. Grass is, is some kind of infirmity. Dust is a lot of infirmity. Amen. When I say infirmity, is you're talking about materials being firm. When something is firm, means it is tightly put together. Amen. It is what tightly put together. Praise the Lord. It's tightly put together. Is fair. When things have lost their their strength, when it has lost strength, then you, the the level of the level of firmness begins to reduce. That's what Satan has been doing to man since Adam partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What Satan has been doing is degrading. Decreasing, removing all the firmness. What are all these firmnesses? They are spirit. Amen. They are spirit. Every single what makes men fair is spirit. Amen. In short, man is actually not made to be lower than spirit. Everything that God made man with. Is with spirit. Amen. Like I was saying, which day was that? That when you look at Adam in the beginning, <laughs> amen, amen. What was in Adam that Adam was using, right? 
to name all the animals was not just a sense of uh, uh, was that it's not just a sense of uh, wisdom of man, right? Like men will see uh, an animal today, they'll give it a name. They'll see a plant. <coughs> Amen. They'll give it a name. Even though they try as much as possible not to just look at, if, want, if they want to name a plant, they don't just name or name an animal. They don't just name it anyhow. They actually go into the DNA to name. Once they get a DNA material, then they can use that to name. But in a way, with all those naming and all that, it is still man's wisdom that is naming. Why? Because the naming didn't come by spirit the same way it came to Adam. The way men name is not the way the way Adam named. Amen. When you are talking about name, you must talk about things inside of the namer. Amen. Amen. The same way, what you see in scripture, how God created. God created names. Amen. Amen. God created names. God created things. The thing is that everything that God named was actually out of him. Amen. You see, in gen- even, even when he created the earth, right? In John chapter 1, we realize the scripture was telling us that it, it, there was nothing named, right? And in him, I said, nothing was, it, <coughs> sorry, said, in the beginning was the word, the word was God and the word was God, right? In him, all things were made. And without him was not anything made that was made. And without him was not anything made that was made. Without him was not anything made that was made. Mean that everything made was with him. Is not without him. That without him is not just uh, without Jesus. Mm-mm. Without him, meaning is that it is with if, if it's without him, it means that it is outside of all that is inside of God. So they were, they're saying that without him was not anything made. Meaning that everything that was made was actually from inside of him. Amen. Amen. And this should give us joy that you are not made outside him. Really, you are actually made from inside of him. Amen. To name, that's what it means to really name, is to to cut out of you. You, know, you don't just name anyhow. To name. You have to name with nature. You have to name with spirit. Because nature is made with spirit. Nature and spirit are the same. When I say the same means that nature and spirit go together. Every nature is a kind of spirit. Every single nature. That's why you don't deal with natures carnally. You can't deal with them like that. To deal with natures, you have to move into the spirit. If you like beat natures from head to toe outside the spirit, nothing will happen. It's impossible because that's not the way out of natures. The way out of natures has to be by spirit, meaning that a way 
needs to be revealed. A way out of the nature needs to be revealed. But let's take a note of that. A way out of the nature has to be revealed. It has to. So to name, right, is to really to take out of nature and name. If the, the first, how, how would, okay, if you want to know how Adam named, is it, there's, there's how they actually showed us in scripture. Is in Genesis chapter 2. There's a way Adam named. Let me see what he said. Thank you, Jesus. So he says in Genesis chapter 2, right? Amen. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. So I read verse. <coughs> Amen. But let me re- let me actually read <coughs> from verse fifteen because that's when he started talking about some things that he did to Adam. See, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. You see, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat." But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man, excuse me, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. And every fowl of the air. You see? Now, I think, I, was, I, I can't remember which day was that. Right? We're talking about, I think I was talking about the way God made Adam. Right? That when God made Adam and Eve, or when God made Adam, or when God created man in Genesis 1, we didn't see him. Right? And then it's in chapter 2. That we saw him. Right? <clears throat> and then in chapter 2, he was formed. First he was created and formed. Then they were saying that before everything grew, before, right? Everything grew. Right? That's chapter 2. Say, this is Jerusalem of the heaven and of the hopes of him and on the seventh day God ended his work which we made. Okay? And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified because, okay? Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made earth and heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Right? And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain. You see, that everything before it was in and before it grew. And I was saying if it's before it grew and if it's before it was in the earth. It means that there can't be animals there. Because what will the animal eat? Right? Then later it is now clear in verse 18. Right? Or verse 19. Say, and out of the gr- ground. Now, out of the ground. You notice that first the Lord formed man. Right? Of the dust of the ground. You see that it is the dust of the ground <coughs> that God used to 
form man. So God formed man with dust. But man is not dust. In short, that is the... So the dust that God used to form the man is the least... Is the least... But in short, God even used the least as it is in its natural form. God took the least, removed infirmities, formed it, makes it firm to form a solid structure, right? Called man. So what they use to make man, right, is actually dust to form the body that man will move into. But they actually even elevated it from dust. It's not just dust. Amen. When a soul has journeyed to dust, it has journeyed to the end. Amen. Amen. Of it. Of it. It's a journey to the end of it. Infirmity, if you can use that word. If a soul can journey from spirit to grass to dust, it has reached the end. Amen. Let me not digress, so I just go further. But they use dust, right? To form man out of the ground. And then they formed a man. And then what did they do? They breathed into him the breath of motion. Then man became a living soul. But the key I wanted to bring out of here is it was formed out of the ground, the dust, ground. Then later in verse 19, that's when they now started creating everything else. Oh, sorry, forming everything. So everything was created in chapter 1. Nothing was formed. Amen. In chapter 2 is when they formed man and everything else. So in verse 19, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast, right, that were created, that we didn't see, and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam. So they're telling us that even the fowl flying was actually formed from the ground. The same material that Adam was formed with. But they formed him elevated him by breath and then the Lord got formed. One thing I liked is that they didn't say that when God formed the beast, they have breath. Amen. Amen. Means that if man was formed with breath, animals and everything else must have been formed separately. They didn't have breath. They can't have breath. If they have breath, they will be as man. They will be as man. Meaning that when I say breath, it's not you're breathing with air in your nose. No. Breath is spirit. Breath is spirit. So they were, what formed man is spirit. Or let me put this, not what, no, God formed man, but what if, what, where, where the, the, the finishing of the formation Really. Because the dust alone is not the end of the formation. The dust is really the beginning of the formation. Then later, right, they formed man. And then they formed him again with breath, which is spirit. Amen. So they formed him with what? With spirit. It was spirit that they used to form man. Meaning that the Lord wants us to be spirit. <coughs> the least 
we can be should be spirit. Because spirit also has its degrees. That is why you can begin in the spirit. Because whatever has a beginning has an end. Amen. Whatever has a beginning, what? Has an end. There's an end to every beginning. Even God is not without an end. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. Amen. <coughs> Amen. He is what? He is the beginning and the ending. Which means that everything, everything that, that, that's with God can't be without a beginning and can be without an end. That is why believers should know that getting born again is a beginning of something. It's not the end. Getting born again has a destination, has an end. So when we get born again, is a is an answer, amen, amen. to death, to dust, yeah. amen. Anybody that is born again has found an answer to dust. <coughs> Amen. Amen. When you are born again, what you have found is an answer to dust, to grass. What can make dust, you have found an answer to it. Whoever is dust can still be formed, even if it has become dust. Because Adam was dust. He was formed. God from out of the ground. There is nothing impossible for God. Every dust can be formed and made spirit. Amen. Amen. So, reading further, <clears throat> and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast, right? And then the Lord God was, brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. <coughs> Amen. You see, what I was saying about naming, right, is that you can't just name. You have to name with what is inside of you. God just don't name. When God names, it has to be things inside him. That's what he names with. So like I was saying, Adam, giving us the picture of, of naming. When Adam saw the animals. He was able to name them. Why? Because he has the spirit to name. Why does he have the spirit to name? It's because all of those things were formed out of him. If they were formed out of him, it means that he put nature on them. If he put nature on them, he put things on them. So when he was naming lion, eh? I don't know if he was actually lion. He named it. Because we know lion, we don't know the, 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 the story of that naming. If it carried from Adam till now, or people just woke up one day and called this is lion. But one thing I can tell for sure is that what, what Adam named is what we saw in Isaiah 11. Is a lion that is dwelling. 
with a kid. Amen. Amen. You have a lion dwelling with a goat. Amen. Amen. That's what Adam named. What we have today is something that is already deformed. It's a deformed name that we have today. That is why they all will, they will continue groaning. Why? Something has happened to them. And they are waiting for salvation. It's not only you that is waiting for salvation. Even creation is waiting for salvation. It's so funny that all of creation is waiting on you journeying in the spirit and finishing your journey in the spirit. All of creation, the lion, the goat, the sheep, amen, they are all waiting on what? On you to finish your journey in the spirit. Amen. So all that Amen. Okay. I jumped from all flesh is grass, right? <laughs> so all, all that is in Adam was what Adam was using to name each animal. So Adam put name on them. It was inside of him. They were formed out of the dust. Then God brought it to Adam. Then Adam could name them. If Adam, if those animals was not in him, he couldn't name them. He won't be able to name them because he does not have the spirit to name. Amen? Praise the Lord. He does not have what? The spirit to name. He can't name them. Then when they brought Eve finally to him in verse, uh, I'll read verse 21. As said, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh Instead thereof. Amen. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man. Made he a woman. And brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now. See, that's how, you see, the, the, prophet, the prophetic naming is beginning. He says, this is now. Right? Bone of my bones. Flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Because what? She is taken out of man. That's actually telling us how they name. She shall be called. Why? Because she is taken out of man. Meaning that they took something out of him to form which he named. Right? She shall be called woman, for she's taken out. Now, the, the name came from where she was taken from. You shall be called woman because you are taken out of man. Now, it's the same way you must have named all the animals. He named all of them. So, it is what is inside that they use to name. You can't, you can't name by, 
by calculations, right? Reading, reading, reading the cotyledon, monocotyledon. Can name by that, <coughs> which is why that every believer should not just say they have all the names of God. Why? You cannot have all the names of God if you don't have all that is in God. In short, to have all the to have all the names of God is that it's actually to have the name of God is a blessing. It's a blessing of putting God upon you. It's a blessing. Right? To have the name of God is a blessing. Which is why God told Moses, this is how you would bless the people. How you bless them? Say to them, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Right? May he cause his, what? His face <coughs> to shine upon you and be what? Gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance and then what? And give thee peace. That's blessing. <coughs> What's that blessing? It's the blessing of the spirit. Amen. It's a blessing of the spirit. So when they say, blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, what they are saying is that, see all those blessings in spiritual blessings, in places in Christ, they are spiritual namings. They are the names that is in Jesus. You now realize that they say, blessed who has blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Those blessings are in Christ. They are in Christ, but to get it, you have to get it by the Spirit. What unlocks names is actually the Spirit. Excuse me. Amen. It's the Spirit that unlocks what? Names. Because it's the one that forms. The Spirit is the former. Anywhere you have, anywhere you have formation, the spirit is at work. If there's a way you want to be formed, your answer is in the spirit. Means Holy Ghost has all the helps to form. No formation can be outside the spirit. I think I was saying that earlier. Can't be. Amen. So the naming, right? I'll go from naming, then I'll move. Amen. So the, the naming is they take out of Adam, right? Then Adam named what was out of him. And, and I was using that to explain how God names too, right? And then they said to us in Ephesians chapter 3, right? That blessed be God, blessed be God right? I'll, actually, I'll read it. Everywhere you see naming, you see blessing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, thank you. 
Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. <coughs> Excuse me. Ephesians chapter chapter 3. <laughs> Verse, I read from verse, <clears throat> verse 14, it says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, you see, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Of whom the whole family in heaven and on, on earth is named. Meaning that when the Lord, when God, the Lord God was creating, it means that all the angels were not created without him. Like I was saying in John 1, all things were made by him. There was, no, there was nothing made. There was, all things was made by him and there's nothing There was nothing made that was made, right? And there was nothing made. All things were made by him, right? And without him was nothing made that was made. Meaning that without him, meaning inside of him, is where everything was made from. So all the angels, all the angelic, was actually a the end when you look at the angelic order is actually a a summation of the names that God decided to typify in angels. That is why every angel is actually a name out of God. Michael, like God, Gabriel. Right? What else? Daniel. Okay, when you, when you look at all this Daniel, Daniel is a man, right? And you have, yeah. uh, but those are names of men. But when you look at angel, okay, the angels we know in scripture, let's look at it. It's Michael, Gabriel. Right? We have that. The archangel, Michael, they will talk majorly on those two, but there are other, other that showed up. In short, some, right, came. Didn't reveal their name on purpose, perhaps because it's what it archives. Because there are some things that God may not reveal. See that name thing, in a way, because it talks about God. God can lock it up. Sometimes, you know, I mean, in Revelation they says, "Upon it, you will receive a stone, and on a stone, right, and a name written upon it." That no man would know it except he that received it. Meaning that some names are secret. Meaning that that name must be from God. Because God himself is a secret. Now an angel appeared to Samson's mother. And the husband came and said, what is thy name? He said, why are you asking me of my name? See that it is a secret. What does that mean? He decided not to reveal it on purpose. Because at first he asked, ah, did the man that spoke to you tell you their name? He said, no, they didn't tell me. I said, okay, no problem. 
Now, later, they now prayed, Lord, if this was your angel, let the angel come again. Then the angel came again because the Lord heard their prayer. So the Lord heard their prayer and then he allowed the angel to come. Then they asked the angel, what is your name? He said, uh, why are you asking me? Knowing it is a secret. Why? Me not revealing it is a name. Leave it like that. It's a secret. Amen. It is when you, when you begin to move into secret things, that's where you can access the precept for the spirit of the name. Right? Meaning the not before you get a name, what they teach you first is the knowledge of the name. Amen. That is why he that receives the name will know it. No man know it except he that received it. So for you to know the name, it means you must have been taught. Amen. Amen. The name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. What I was explaining, right, really, I think maybe I've, I've tried. All the angels, like there are some, there are angelic names that you can pick. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, some of the names, right, that you pick are things you can, that you can tell. It's actually flowing out of the natures of God. No, there's, a, there's an angel called Wisdom. That tells us wisdom is a name in God. There's an angel called, when I say angel, right? See, all the seven spirits of God, right? They are the spirits of God, which they can name. So angels can be it. For example, when you are, you know, you can, you can, there are things you find in God like joy. It's an angelic name. Right? Because joy is in God, right? What else? You can have peace. Peace is in God. Eh? Names. Now, this, and I'm, why am I saying this? I'm just saying this because uh, there was a, a moment a long time ago where an encounter. Angels were present. And then they, somehow they revealed their name. They called themselves Joy. And then all of a sudden, there was laughter in the spirit. Amen. So, but where can you find joy? You can't find it anywhere else. It has to be inside God. Amen. So God names. Every name that God named. Amen. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every name that God named. And he said, the all, on whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. But who are the family in heaven and on earth? First in the beginning to be angels and Adam. Right? By extension, because animals and everything came out of Adam, we can say that by extension, the Lord God also named animals. By extension. Amen. Praise the Lord. So everything... <laughs> that is inside God is what they take out to create. When I say everything, I'm not saying all. Oh, I'm just it's just things inside it. Angels and men. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. So you don't just you don't just name. You have to receive what is inside God to take His name. Amen. So when we are hearing name, don't just okay, okay, name. Don't just take it ordinarily like that. Names are natures that came out. Amen. Names are natures. So if they are natures, then they are spirit. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Now I want to go back to uh, Peter. Uh, I think I was talking about how did I branch to this naming aspect and spirit. I was talking about uh, different degrees of flesh, right? That flesh can be grass, can be dust. Or how did I? How did I, how did I move? Let me quickly, if I can remember, because I'm trying to now fast track this to an end because uh, of time. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 24, it says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. Therefore, uh, the grass withered, and the flower thereof falleth away. And the what? Flower for the grass, grass withered, and the flower faded away. Now, I think I, I, I branch from all flesh is as grass because it's not grass in the beginning, right? But it is as grass now, right? And can be as dust. Talking about the, the way that flesh has degraded. Amen. So all flesh is as grass, right? And the grass, they now began to talk about the process of, go, of journeying to dust. Why? They says grass as flower, right? Because there are levels in flesh. Grass, there's grass. There are grasses without flower. There are grasses with flower. The grasses with flower have glory. Right? Then they, they, they began to tell us, I don't want to spend too much time there, I would have branched a little bit, because that all flesh is as grass, and I'm, I can start talking about that, which began to talk, can talk about like fleshy life that is of grass with glory. Right? There are all kinds of flesh with glory. And glory, in again, are in different degrees. You know that there are glories outward, there are glories inward. The glories outward are not as, are not as deadly as glory inward. There are flowers with, there are grass with flowers, inwardly and outwardly. Right? When you're looking at outward, you can look at a man trying to trying to to make it with ambition. Looking for money up and down. Mammon. Enticed with mammon. Right? Then a man 
that has received that has, that has taken mammon as a partner. Right? As a glory to show. Because they can start buying things and then begin to display it. That's their kind of glory. Some, right, can just want to be in, in amongst elites that have money. Clubs, millionaire clubs is a kind of glory. Amen. Amen. What is that? We know it's kind of glory. But those ones are subtle. The deadless glory are the glories in the world. They are the glories inward. Those are, those are why? Because they are more invincible. Anything that is invincible is of a higher strength. Now, things when you see things naturally, physically, it's weak. It's already weak. Amen. Amen. Meaning that when you see a house, a house is weak. When you see a car, a car is weak. When you see what else? When you see, uh, uh, what else? A child, you know, when you give birth to a child, oh, uh, that kind of glory is weak. Say, I gave birth. It's weak. What else? What if you can see it in the natural? It's too weak. Because that's not where God has tied, initially tied man's life to. What happened is that Satan, started walking upon the spirit in man, killed spirit, then move man outside the spirit, then take him into the natural. If you want to look at the natural, right, it's not just the physical alone. Talk about natural in, in the sense of outside the super. You have the natural, you have the supernatural. Amen. There's a way we classify that here, right? When you talk about natural, you say what you can see. Uh, when you talk about supernatural in the spiritual realm. Supernatural means invincible. Natural means visible. Readily visible. Amen. Meaning that if you can see it, it is too natural. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. With God is the opposite. Is the opposite in a way, whereby the power is in the well, not exactly opposite. Because what I'm trying to say is the power is in the invincible. But when you see it in the natural, you are actually seeing something that is made flesh. Right? Something that is in the flesh already. Amen. It means that flesh can take righteousness. Flesh can take glory. Flesh can take peace. Flesh can take joy. But Satan has given a different cost to flesh. No, don't take all those kind of things. Don't move from your within. Move it into the flesh. Just take it. Take the natural. <coughs> Amen. Love something else. Love, like I was saying, the physical things, right? Then there's the inward things. The inward things are things like pride. 
pride is tied to something. It's called, it's called self. Where, where God tied, where God tied, not God, where Satan tied the power of flesh to is himself. Is himself. Is himself. That's where Satan tied the power of flesh to. Yes, he gave me the power I get her, but this flesh has a strength. It is called self. It's self. Amen. This is the fight that we are all fighting still. It's that self thing. Like Paul began to, who shall deliver me from this? He said, what I want to do, I couldn't. Why can't? Why? Because it's tied to self in a way. It's tied to him. So that I will not, that I do. Amen. It's, 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 tie, it's a tie to self. When souls move outside of self, they move into a different world. But Satan has trained souls such that you don't move out of self. In short, stay in self and be spiritual. Amen. Because it's possible. Stay in self and be spiritual. Follow after Jesus, but love self. Meaning, hold on to your flesh. Don't let your flesh go. It's not easy to let flesh go. Why? It's easy to peel your flesh away. Your, your natural flesh is not easy. Right? So when you have fleshes that are as grass, right? They wither. When they wither, it doesn't mean that it is, it is the end. It's just changing to another state. When they wither, they become, grass, they become dust. That's level of flesh. Flesh get degrees. There are some there are some level of flesh that we can't tell now. We can't see. Amen. Amen. But we can be delivered from flesh. We can be saved from self. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like I said, the answer to flesh is spirit. Because what they took from man is spirit. How did they create flesh? They took spirit from man. Once you move spirit away, exposed to, expose man to the natural, you make him flesh. Why well, can't see beyond the invisible, beyond the visible? All it thinks about is what it can see, what it can calculate, what it can project. If it's outside all of, all of those fears, you can't see beyond that. When a man moves into flesh, is a limitation to the spirit. Amen. Flesh is what? It's a limitation to the spirit. If souls enjoy life in the spirit, amen, to enjoy it, souls must learn to move outside the flesh and they what move into the spirit amen now ah time has gone there's a way to move into the spirit 
How do you listen to the Spirit? And that's, that's what I'm going to say. That's the reason why I'm saying is, is, to, is, is to receive graces. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is what is locked up in Jesus. Amen. It's to receive what? It's graces. It's grace upon grace upon grace that brings the, the restoration of spirit to flesh is the receiving of grace. Amen. It's the receiving of what? It's the receiving of grace. Because there are, there are graces in Jesus. What Christ, what Jesus embodies is grace and truth. Amen. Amen. What begins life in the spirit is actually the receiving of grace. That's what begins life in the spirit. And I can tell you, if what begins life in the spirit is grace, it means that you will need grace to the end. And like daddy has taught us, you know, spirit is grace. Spirit is grace. Spirit is grace. Grace energy is what change flesh to spirit. Amen. It's what what? What changes flesh to spirit? It's grace to have answer to 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 take flesh into spirit. If souls want to weaken weaken grace, they take they take spirit. And try to perfect it in the flesh. It doesn't work that way. You can't. So having begun in the spirit, are you not made perfect in the flesh? Galatians who have received faith. You know, faith is actually the preaching of grace. When faith comes, is really the preaching of what? Of grace. Amen. Is the what is the preaching of grace? It is grace that can open up souls into ways. Amen. And you know, grace has a power. Amen. Grace can actually give precept, and grace can give lines. Amen. Grace can give what? Precept and lines. And it's a very simple thing. Do you desire to move out of the flesh and then move and leap into the spirit? The answer is the word of his grace. Amen. The answer is the word, is the word of his grace. Are you open to the word of his grace? The word of his grace has to come to you by revelation. And from revelation to spirit. Amen. Amen. As we are praying, we're, we're talking about what is in the mouth of Jesus. His grace is poured into his lips. means that Jesus can speak you into spirit. Amen. Jesus can what? Can speak you into spirit. Jesus can speak you into spirit. Amen. Amen. 
to hear the words of the mouth of Jesus, you must love, you must love somebody. You must love the Holy Ghost. He is the spirit of grace. He's the one that comes to you and begins to envelope you with grace. Every discovery and adventure in the Holy Ghost is a learning for grace. When you are, you are in the spirit, really, what you are enjoying is grace flowing in the spirit. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Grace is the answer to flesh. Grace is the answer to movement in the spirit. Grace is the answer to beginning in the spirit. Amen. Grace is what? To begin in the spirit. It says, having begun in the spirit, are you not made perfect in the flesh? How do you begin in the spirit is you must have access to grace. I was saying earlier that to come out of flesh, you need a way out. You can't just come out of flesh without a way. Where is grace? So you need the grace to come out of the flesh. And here's the, here's the, here's the solution. Every flesh that we are dealing with, the Lord has answer to it. All the answer of grace is in Jesus. Amen. It's full of grace and truth. Is that what it's full of? It's full of grace. It's full of truth. If it's full of grace and it's full of truth, and then grace is poured into his lips, it means that he can write you. Amen. He can speak you Amen. into spirit. Amen. He can supply the grace needed for the, what sustains life in the spirit is grace. When you begin as a child of God and you give your life to Jesus, one thing that you should be pal with is the grace that is in the spirit. If it is in the spirit, the first spirit you encounter is the Holy Ghost. Do you love Holy Ghost? Do you like Holy Ghost? Do you enjoy the spirit? Can you fellowship with the spirit more? Or every fellowship in the spirit releases grace. Amen. It releases grace. Supply of grace. Abundant grace. Amen. One thing I know that the Lord wants to give us tonight is grace. The Lord, <coughs> I don't know if I've done a good job, but one thing I want the Lord, that I know the Lord, what the Lord said to me is that He wants us to know grace. He wants us to be full of grace. Perhaps the the desire, it wants to bet a desire of for a desire for grace within our heart. But we have to see where grace is important. Because grace, grace is our answer to flesh. And it's a very simple thing. Do you like flesh? Okay, do you want to come out of flesh? Then go for grace. Ask for grace. Grace is what we ask for to live flesh. Flesh is a dirty life. It's a life Satan made. It's a dirty life. Flesh is dusty. It's reducing man to dust. But that flesh can be turned over. 
can be made spirit. What you just need is grace. Grace is the tool of conversion from flesh to spirit. So that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. So that which is born of the spirit is spirit. How are you born of the spirit? Is that grace must come to you. It is grace that it is the grace is the converter of souls. When you see grace available, it says where sin abound, grace abound much more. Means that there is abundance of grace in Jesus for answers to all kinds of flesh. He has answer to grass. He has answer to dust. It does not matter how far we've journeyed. Grace is the answer. Amen. What is grace? Grace is blessing. Everywhere you see is a the blessing of the Spirit is really the coming of grace. When souls have decided to come to receive blessing, blessing is much more than just receiving the natural. I don't know if we are if we are blessed at all by by blessing. I know if I thought there's anything that we like, it is blessing. Everybody likes to be blessed. And how do I know? It's because before we all like to be blessed in the natural. God has blessed. How do we know that God has blessed? Okay. God has blessed me with this. God has blessed me with that. <coughs> On the letter, God started defining what blessing is. That wait, 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 wait. See those ones you are seeing outside is just to point you to something. That I have other things that is beyond the natural. This thing, where it came, imagine where the blessing in natural, where did it come from? Or are you saying that God has house inside of him? Does he have car inside of him? Does he have, uh, what else? What, what men call blessing? The pursuit, the pursuit of men, that men call blessing. Maybe men are pursuing after, after name. They are pursuing, you know, name. Name in the outward is also a kind of blessing. <laughs> and that's why people should fear name. If you want to make name for yourself, know that when you make name, don't just make name, you make nature. So when name comes, it is nature that's actually coming. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> when we're going after name, right? Those things, names, they're after a, li- a fleshy life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 One thing I know for sure is that the Lord wants to bless us with his own spiritual blessings, which is the name that is coming from him. God wants to name you with himself. When God supplies grace, it is for, it's for souls to come to him. Amen. What the, the, the release of grace is the enabling of souls. When souls receive grace, what they take is how to come to God. How do you come to God? It means you must have a way to God. God has a way. He has a path. Those paths must be revealed. How do you access those paths? Is that you must locate grace. Grace 
is what opens up all the parts of God to you. It's inside, it's inside there. You begin to say things like mercy. Amen. Grace is an archive of things. Amen. When grace comes to you, wisdom comes to you. When grace comes to you, counsel comes to you. When grace comes to you, righteousness comes. When grace comes, peace, joy, they can all come. Amen. The Lord wants us to access all the graces that is in Jesus. <laughs> all of the graces. That, that grace that is in Jesus can unlock souls from the bondage of death that has been locked by the flesh. When souls are locked into the flesh, right? Bound, bound. The Lord can set free. And how he sets free is by the release of grace. Grace must come. The answer to flesh is grace. Amen. 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 Can we sincerely desire the grace that is in Jesus? Amen. So grace is poured into his leaves. He has, he has, he has words of grace. And then Paul, when he was praying... In Acts chapter 20, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to what? To build you up. It's a building. Why? Because it's a solidification. It is making what is not firm, firm. What, what do you, you build things to form a solid structure. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Can we be tested for the word of his grace today? For answer to flesh. To come out of flesh. It is souls that are desiring inwardly. I want to come out. Therefore, Father Lord, can you please supply grace to me? Can we pray for the supply of grace tonight? Can we just begin to thank God for tonight? I ask for grace. That the Lord will supply grace. Abundant grace. For escape out of flesh. We don't, we, don't, we don't want flesh anymore. We want to come out. We want to move fully because flesh is a limitation to life. And Satan has put all kinds of things. In short, flesh is a stumbling block. Amen. It's a stumbling block. We want to come out of it. We want to move into the spirit. I want to move into the spirit. And come out of the flesh. Father, supply grace. Supply grace. Supply grace for movement into the spirit. Grace for movement into life in the spirit. Can we pray for grace? For a new kind of experience with the Holy Ghost. <coughs> we must convert grace. We must convert grace. Hey, Marakaya Vasima Kareva Senemetebakaima. Hey, Sata Kara Mashita. Father, we want grace. Supply of grace. Grace. 
Father, help us. Let there be a hunger for grace in our hearts tonight. Let there be an hunger for grace. A new kind of grace. Grace that we have not unlocked yet in Christ. We are looking for grace. Grace that we have not yet unlocked in the Holy Ghost. We want about that. We want to be open to a new level of grace for journey in the spirit. Father, we want grace. We ask for grace. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We exalt your holy name. We say, be thou exalted in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and your word. We thank you, Father, for the supply of help, Lord, to learn about your grace tonight. We ask, Lord Jesus, that tonight you will give grace to each and every one of us, Lord, asking you sincerely. You said you resist the proud. You give it grace to the humble. Lord, we pray that the right meekness, if for adventure we don't have it to receive grace, we ask, Father, that you will walk the meekness required to access graces in the spirit for to journey and flourish in the spirit. We know that your ways are, are graces. Your ways of grace. We ask Lord that you begin to bring them to us and to our doorsteps. Jesus as we desired tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord we pray for the workings of meekness. The workings of humility to receive your grace. Let the work begin in our heart. Thank you Father because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise for in Jesus precious name you dwell between the cherubim shine for you dwell between the cherubim shine for you dwell between the cherubim